Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, everybody. I'm Cassidy, one of your Indianapolis Colts cheerleaders, and you're watching the Believe in Colts podcast. Welcome back to Believe in Colts. I'm Lawrence Horn. With me, as usual, is my guy, Donald Thomas. Donald, you're on the road, man. How's it going with you today? I'm good. I'm in the uh, beautiful state of South Carolina in Columbia, South Carolina. It's been a long night, early morning, but I'm here. I'm ready to get this show on the road. No pun intended. (laughs) Absolutely, (laughs) man. Uh, We got a a lot to talk about because this upcoming Sunday, the Indianapolis Colts have the strongest opponent, in my opinion, yet through three weeks of the NFL, and that is the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. This is going to be a tough matchup for this young Indianapolis Colts team, don't you think? I agree. Um, you know, this will be their their, their their biggest test so far. But I'm going to say this. Baltimore hasn't been lightening up, in my opinion. They've been squeaking by with the with their 2-0 record. So this isn't the Baltimore that we're used to seeing, you know, uh, running, hitting on all cylinders. This is a team that I think is still trying to find their identity. Um, they're still trying to get over all the – Hoopla of the offseason with the Lamar drama and then the OBJ situation with him coming in and seeing how he's going to mesh and, you know, losing some key defensive pieces up front for them as well. It's a whole new team. Um, you know, they're going to be good by default because they because they have Lamar, so they have a chance to win every game. But this ain't the same team that we saw from last year or the year prior. Oh, absolutely. And don't forget, I mean, Harbaugh is a, a pretty darn good coach, right? Yeah. So, but we're going to get into that game and much more. But before we do, I want to remind everybody that Bet Online is still your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, basketball, boxing, golf, NFL, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember, use promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. So, in all honesty, the biggest question mark right now heading into this game for the Indianapolis Colts is what's going on with Anthony Richardson, right? And I'm going to tell you what, we won't know 100% probably till Saturday, but a big marker will be today. If he... Now, personally, I feel like the Colts should send him no matter what, but there's still a chance that he could play, right? If he gets limited practice today, full practice tomorrow, and then can get cleared on Saturday. But if he does not practice at all today, it's done. It's he can't yeah. play. He's, he's not, he's not going to be able to get through that uh, protocol. We'll see, right? I mean, it's the time is ticking. They're getting ready to hop on the field, so – I don't know if he will be up or down, but I know one thing. We talked about this before we started, that weather should play a a factor in making a decision on what we do with Anthony this week because if we're calling for heavy rain, we're calling for a run game, heavy game, like, you know, like that doesn't bode well um, for his situation, right? If we got to run the ball, and we can't call – I would not have quarterback design runs just right off the bat for him, right? So this is going to be something that they have to take into account of not just making sure that they get him on the field just so he can practice, but realistically, like, is this even a game you really want him in? You know what I'm saying? Like, this isn't going to be something where, you know, it's just going to be a 
grimy, just hard-nosed like football game where it's going to be some big hits guys coming down here. We know they're, they're, they're running the ball because you can't throw in this situation. So I don't know, man. We'll see. It'll be interesting to see. You know, some teams just force the issue and just have you at least on the, you know, being able to stand out there for practices so they can have you for Sunday just to kind of play mind games for the other team, you know, game plan wise. I don't know. We'll, like, we'll see what happens. An under the radar injury that we need to keep an eye on is center Ryan Kelly, who's also in concussion protocol. In my opinion, whether he plays or not could actually be a big factor, a bigger factor in this game, considering the whole situation with the rain, the run game and all of that. Because, you know, uh, he, as a center, is someone who spots and reads defenses, helps adjust with the uh, the freaking uh, protection calls and things of that nature, and, you know, communicates with the quarterback stuff. So uh, the center is basically the quarterback of the offensive line, is he not? I mean, that's a pretty important position. The center is the quarterback when the quarterback's not speaking. Yes. Blank period. I mean, like, if you listen to the game, you hear the center's voice just as much as you hear the quarterback's voice minus the cadence. Mm-hmm. So if if he can't be out there, um, you know, that's that's huge. And there's always a drop off from the starter to the backup. It's always been that way. It always will be that way. Guys have to kind of fill that role. Um, you know, to be a good center, you have to be vocal. You have to you can't be afraid to get people going in the right direction. You got to call out the front. You have to see the blitz. You have to know that blitz is coming. You got to make checks and audibles for the offensive line. It's a lot the center does within that short time span, just like the quarterbacks make good decisions. And so um, it's key, you know, and Ryan Kelly's a good a good center. I almost called him a quarterback because that's essentially what, like, he's an extension of the quarterback. I mean, the only person that trumps the mic call is the quarterback. But nine times out of ten, you watch when the, when the line, when they, when they break the huddle, center makes the mic call. He designates who the mic is in the whole defense. And sometimes the only person, the only person that can trump it is a, is the quarterback. So it'll be huge for him, right? It'll, it'll be huge, especially in the run game, especially in the run game for a game like this. If the if the if the mic calls off, we don't have the right, you know, calls on the line. It's it's detrimental because this is going to be a game where we're going to hand the ball off forty times, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I, I can I can absolutely see that, especially with the game that Zach Moss had, you know, this past this past week against the Texans you feeling that we're going to see a lot of the run game. You might not see Zach Moss every snap, however, in this game. He's going to be utilized on a consistent basis. You're going to see some backups as well. So you're going to want that offensive line as healthy and as whole as possible um, with the starters out there. I feel like the the offensive line has performed much, much better than what uh, they did last year, which is very, very important. But with that being said, if Anthony Richardson can't go, that's Gardner, that's Minshew mania time. Now, is how how much do you how much faith do you put in Gardner Minshew in say a sloppy rainy game with, with his abilities? You know, my confidence is up with Gardner only because he's been in this, these situations before. This is not his first time starting. This is not his first year out of college. This isn't any of that, right? So he's proven that he can win football games. He's had, you know, we don't, we wouldn't know if the name, you know, Ben Shoe Mania, if there wasn't some type of 
hype around him where he's won games before. So my level of confidence is up now that more so than ever when you have to put a backup quarterback in. And that's why it's so key to have a great backup, a veteran guy on your roster um, because situations like this and we won't, so we won't be in a, a New York Jets situation where the backup goes in and you're like, oh, well, there goes the rest of the season, right? And we're in a situation where it's like, your backup comes in and you're like, okay, all right, we're okay. We're okay. We can still win this thing. We still have hope. We can still go in and we can still win from Baltimore. We can go still win over here, you know, and it's rightfully so. It might, it's really not still a win. Like this guy can play. He's proven mm-hmm. he can play at a high level and, and he can be a starter, right? Where we're not like, oh, look, I'm selling my tickets this week. So it's one of those situations where, you know, I feel confident with him in there. I'm fine. Like I'm, I'm still giving the Colts a chance to win this football game. Yeah, I I do too. Uh, you got to remember, um, we both of our quarterbacks played in Florida for ex- extended periods of time, right? Anthony Richardson obviously played uh, for the Gators, and then you know Gardner Minshew was drafted and played for Jacksonville. So these guys know heavy rain stuff because rain is very common. In the sunshine state, right? right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, in the in the hurricane season, you better it's raining every day. So at some point, you got to play in it. You got to play in the elements. And this is why we pay you the big bucks. It ain't just it can't just be seventy five degrees and sunny and no and no wind, right? I mean, football is all elements: rain, sleet, hail, snow, ice, whatever it is. You got to be able to play in it. And so these guys have played in the rain. It's not a big deal now. If once we go in, you know, in the wintertime and we have to play somewhere like a Green Bay or, you know, somewhere super cold, Kansas City in the winter or New England, now we're like, well, how, how, what's the coldest Anthony Richards ever played in a football game? That's an issue as well. But at the end of the day, I, you know, I'll take, I'll take rain over, over a super cold game, you know, like any day of the week. Right. So, but yeah, they'll be fine. I mean, this is a, there's no more advantage for any team in this situation when it comes to the elements. And at the end of the day, like whoever's going to be able to block those elements out and have a better game plan and just be more consistent is going to win the football game. Absolutely. We I'll get into actually the Indianapolis Colts offense versus the Ravens defense. Defensively, this team historically has been one of those hard-nosed, bring it all, stop everything. You know, they, they like the blitz. They like to send different looking packages. Uh, they have the, the very well coached. Um, what is a key point in this game for the Colts offense to be able to move the football and and be able to give their defense breathers through this game? What what do you think the the, the Colts need to do or not do uh, against this Ravens defense? They got to get the ball outside of the defense. I mean, they're going to need to run some stretch plays. They got to run some outside zones, some toss plays, you know, to get this defense moving. In my opinion, Baltimore's always been a bigger defense that likes to be stout and downhill. Um, and, you know, I remember playing them firsthand. That's what they were, right? They were stout, stout up the middle. They had great defensive ends. They try to keep everything contained. And they wanted you to run the ball into the heart of their defense, which was their middle linebackers. And Baltimore hasn't really varied away from that approach. And when you have success against Baltimore, it's getting outside of the tackles. And so they're going to have to stretch this defense to kind of open up the middle. Um, it's just got to be a balanced attack where they got to, they have to be able to get the ball outside of 
you know, the defense first, in my opinion, make those corners have to tackle and not the middle linebackers and, you know, the DNs and D tackles be getting tackles. And then you can kind of open it up. And then, you know, now we get out of those, those packages where they're loading the box up. They want, they're daring you to freaking run the ball. And now we can get them where now they got to respect us outside and we can get pop some runs in the middle too and just keep them balanced. But if they can do that um, against this defense, because notoriously, you know, like you said, Baltimore's had a very good defense over the course of these years. As long as I can remember, um, you know, they've always had a good defense. And so that's what they kind of pride themselves on. And they got lucky with Lamar after the whole Flacco situation. But um, yeah, get the ball outside first, establish the run game outside. Don't just try to run inside zone and, and uh, empower and counter and all those things that, yeah, they're great, but they don't work unless you can establish something else as well to make them respect you. Yeah. This defense has a lot of pretty big names, right. On the defense, obviously um, the, the additions of Roquan Smith. Uh, they just picked up Jadavian Clowney not long ago. Um, Patrick. Uh, uh, well, just saying, um, uh, Humphrey, but, but the issue is they have some, as you talked about earlier, they have issue, they have injuries, right? Uh, Oway, their right outside linebacker is injured. Marcus Williams, their free safety injured. Marlon Humphrey injured, man. It makes me wish in a way that this wasn't a rain game because it sounds like they're primed to actually throw against, you know, with a lot of their secondary guys uh, injured. Well, welcome to the NFL, right? I mean, um, yeah, you do have a lot of guys banged up. And so there's going to have the guys who are going to have to step up on that defense. Um, and luckily we are going to have a heavy rain game. So, um, you know, it is one of those things where you want to try to exploit those backups, those young guys and, and put them in some, some tight situations that they're making them feel uncomfortable. Unfortunately, that's not going to be the case to really kind of expose that and test that out and see who's, who's the weak link in this situation. We're going to have to really um, just run the ball and be just be physical. The team the here, listen, we can talk about this all day, right? We can talk about someone blue in the face for the next however long we do this. The team that's more physical on Sunday wins the football game, point blank period. There's no other way around it. In a game like this, you got to get your mind right. Hopefully the coach are talking about this. In the team meeting this morning, they're going over the weather report. Usually they do because it does play a key factor in this game. And we're going to change up our running game. We're going to change up our whole offensive game plan. And defensively, you got to have our minds right to know that we're going to have to run. They're going to be running the ball heavy. Um, there's a, that's not a surprise. So we're not surprised by that. There might be, in my opinion, less runs by Lamar in this situation um, because, like, you don't gen, generally you're not going to have more QB design runs in a really rainy environment where he's going to be more susceptible to getting hurt. Right? I mean, slipping and falling and that's such kind of situation. So it's not going to be one of those where he drops back and then takes off. We know that's not the case. It's going to be, what is it? Read power. Um, you know, those kind of things from him, but I think they're going to rely on their running backs more in this game than they will on Lamar to run the football. So defensively for the Indianapolis Colts, I feel like they have a bit of an advantage here going into this game, considering their front seven pretty healthy. Right, the Indianapolis Colts front seven is pretty healthy, but just like the Colts, the Ravens offensive line is looking at possibly missing a couple players as well. Two starters, all pro Ronnie Stanley, the left tackle, and Tyler Lindenbaum, Linderbaum, their starting center. That mm -hmm. sounds familiar. So, is this a situation where 
you know, yes, the Ravens are going to want to run the football. The Colts have maybe the best run defense in football. So far, they've only allowed 2.5 uh, yards a carry this season. Yep. Is this is this a situation where, you know, the, the Indianapolis Colts front seven might actually uh, perform up to and beyond expectations? They're going to have to. <laughs> I mean, this is what it comes down to. There's no hypotheticals here. They're just going to have to. Right. This is a um, this is a chance for them to continue to show that they are a good run defense. And we can look at the numbers all we want when it comes down to two and a half yards. Is, I mean, phenomenal. Right. I mean, that's going to have you top of the league. You, you can do that. But we are only through week two. We did play two mediocre football teams. So this is a this is going to be a test for us to see where that average lies after this game, especially the numbers can get skewed a little bit, too, because they're going to be throwing the ball. probably. I mean, running the ball about 80 percent of the time. So. This is going to be a huge test for those guys. So I'm not going to look at numbers or averages for this game after this game because it's going to skew it a little bit. It's mm-hmm. going to take a couple of games to get it back to where it's normalized just because of the situation, the elements. But here's the thing. When you can, when you find a chink in the armor, you got to expose it. So if they don't have their starter, they don't have their, their starting center in there, they don't have their starting tackle in there, we got to expose it. right? We have got to you know run some stunts, so hit us some blitzes where we get some guys confused. Uh, confuse them a little bit with looks, um, you know, and just kind of expose it. But and, but if we're that good up front, like we do, like 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 we've shown so far, that shouldn't be an issue. So that's just going to be one of those things where these guys are going to just be like, you know what, I'm gonna get my stats up this game. I'm gonna go off this game. You know? Absolutely. Now, if this is a sloppy field game, as a lot of us are expecting. Um, Stopping and going is kind of a, a a thing that you don't really can't really do very well, right? In a sloppy field game, but that's what our linebackers are known for: being able to change direction uh, and 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 get to a different point quickly. This is a situation where if they do that, you could see a lot of slippage. You could see a lot of slips and falls and, and, and broken tackles, so to speak. And because they are lighter linebackers, as we talked about the last game, you know, you got EJ speed and some other players out there that was trying to shoulder tackle. You can't try to do any kind of stuff like that in a, in a, in a rain game like this, when they got mud and stuff all over them, things of that nature, it's makes it a lot more difficult to tackle. I assume. Oh, a thousand percent. Right. And so this is one of those games where everyone has to do their job. And um, I know that sounds kind of Bill Belichick ish, but it's just the truth. Right. I mean, these DNs are going to have to really contain. You can't do anything else outside of that. Right. If your job is to contain on this play, force the ball back inside, because this is not one of those games where you can stop and go and make that make that last minute this decision to, you know, jump and cut and all that because you don't have the footing for that. Right. So force the ball back into the meat of your defense. Guys, get position, be physical, shed blocks, wrap up, make tackles. That's what I would – if I was a D coordinator, if I was that D line coach, if I was that linebacker coach, I'm preaching, right, you got to be physical at the point of attack, find the ball, wrap up. This is one of those games where it's going to be wet. You don't have time. Your shoulder tackle, you're just going to slip off of them. Wrap up, right? Make them slow the, slow the ball down so you can get another guy to the, fall, to the ball. We are rallying. All 11 guys rallying to the football make a play this is one of those deals where it's going to look slow at first it's going to look real slow with guys getting their footing you know linebackers you're going to see it it's going to be these running backs are going to make one cut and they're downhill 
you get the ball outside, you're not going to use Right. Just get outside and try to get four or five yards and that's it. Get to the sideline, get up the field a little bit, get out, get out of bounds. So it's going to be one of those deals where you have to play your keys, read your keys. Right. And then everyone gets to the football and wrap up. You being an offensive lineman, I got a question for you in, in, a, in a sloppy, nasty game like this is expected to be. And I'm, I've said this probably 50 times already, but I mean, it is what it is. What kind of blocking scheme would be better to use, would you think? I mean, w- w- would it be better to use a, a, a manpower type rather than, you know, a, a zone blocking scheme uh, in, in a in a sloppy game? You know, honestly, um, you're going to lean towards gap scheme runs, right? You're going to lean towards the powers and the counters and the duos. So you can get – you can just get guys moving, right? So there's a chance, like, because those D linemen are taught, you know, on a double team, take a knee, right? Hunker down, take a knee. Well, you don't have the footing for that. So I get 650 pounds pushing on a guy that's 320. He's moving. He's mm-hmm. sliding back. And we can get him. We can get good movement up, you know, at the point of attack, line of scrimmage, back to the linebackers, and we can fall forward getting four yards. So this is going to be one of those grimy games where I'm looking at, you know, from a standpoint of – that's why I'm telling you, like, if we can get the ball outside a little bit, it opens up the gap scheme plays that we can really run downhill. But when you just want to start off the game running downhill and try to establish something to be a tough guy – you better have the right off. You better have the right five guys up front to say, all right, we're going to weather the low literally on our backs. And we're going to say, we're running the ball down. He'll stop it. Do they, do we have that up front? I, I think we do, but I would like to see us get be more than just one dimensional. Um, but yeah, to, to, to your point, it's a, it's going to be a hard nosed double team game where you want to see a good two, one or two double teams on every play a guy pulling, getting guys moved off the ball and just hit the ball, run downhill, get four or five yards, falling forward. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're about 22 minutes in. Uh, is there any final words before we get into prediction about this game? Uh, you know, Colts fans just – no, because that's going to mess with my prediction. So, I don't know. I'll just I'll give you my – All right, go ahead. Uh, I, I'll give my prediction first this time since okay. uh, I've given it to you the last uh, first last two two times. Again, sloppy game. I feel like this is going to be a, a more of a defensive ground and pound game as well. Uh, I feel like there could be some turnovers in this game as well. Uh, maybe a fumble or two, maybe an interception. Um, I don't see high scoring at all. I see something around 17-14. Oh, and the sad sad thing is we, we both have – both teams have problems, but being that it's in – Baltimore I'm giving the edge to Baltimore um hope I'm wrong 17 14 that tells you that the Colts I feel like the Colts can legitimately fight in this game love to see him win it but I'm giving the edge to Baltimore in this game well I'm going to a one score game too but my prediction was 17 10 I see a um I see an early field goal and a late touchdown on uh the Colts end um, I think they'll get the ball. They'll have some success moving the football, getting the field goal range. But I think that Baltimore is going to kind of control the clock here. I think they they their run game is a little bit more um, in sync with each other. And just the added, the added element of, you know, Lamar being able to run the football as well kind of prolongs their time to be able to possess the football. Um, I see them, you know, scoring 17 points. And I just think it'll be still be a one-score game, which is not saying it's a, blo- a bad game at all. But I just see them having the edge. And, yeah, Baltimore is a very tough place to play. It's hostile. Those fans love it when it's, you know, rainy and just one of those games where 
that fits that city's culture, right? It's a, it's a tough city to play in. It's a tough city in general. And, um, you know, some of those young guys, I mean, this is a game where Anthony's going to be like, if he does play like this, welcome to the NFL. That's a tough place to play. So 17-10 is my prediction. All right. So we both got Baltimore winning. Now, again, I, I, I pro- probably you feel the same way, right? Uh, I mean, there is a chance, especially in a, in, a, in, a, in a sloppy game like this where turnovers can happen anywhere. But overall, yeah, I, I got the Ravens yeah. overall. They're used to playing this style of game anyhow, and especially if, if, if Anthony Richardson doesn't play. Lamar Jackson's played in games like this before. You know, he's kind of got an edge on this. So, um, well, I think that's going to do it for this episode. I've had a blast talking about it all week, honestly. I've been talking to so many people about this upcoming game. I hope that Anthony Richardson, whether he plays or not, gets healthy quickly. Same with Ryan Kelly. Same with anyone else that is injured out there in the NFL. I completely did not watch the Browns game. I ignored it completely because there's no way I can see something like that, you know, that happened to Nick Chubb. So uh, hopefully everybody comes out of this game healthy and in one piece. Absolutely, man. Yeah, you know, that's the name of the game, right? You know, stay healthy. Stay healthy. Whenever I talk to guys, college, pro, stay healthy. And it's not something they can do. They can on their own, right? It's just kind of like just – luck of the draw. And so, uh, you know, you just pray every week that guys come out unscathed and, you know, unfortunately that doesn't happen, but at the end of the day, I hope that, you know, our guys get back and everybody in the NFL can, you know, heal up as well as possible. So we'll see how this game goes and hopefully everyone stays healthy and comes out whole. And um, it's going to be one of those hard nosed games where if you're still going to be sore at the end of the day, you get, you know, close to get back on that plane and oh, what the heck just happened, right? Win, lose or draw, it's going to be one where you're going to be bruised up, but that's a part of, football players that we love were just crazy like that where if you're not sore you didn't do it right sounds great (laughs) well i think that's gonna do it for this episode i'm lawrence owens that is donald thomas this was believe in colts brought to you by bet online and as usual go colts go colts do you believe thank you for listening to believe You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.